Welcome to the Inspiring You Show, where we shine a light on healing, whole health in our lives. We believe that in healing your story, you can transform your life. We are here to provide hope, tip, hope, tips, tools, resources, and a community so no one feels alone on this journey called life. I'm Henry, an intuitive empath, mindfulness meditation teacher, dowsing and Reiki master teacher, and energy healer. This, my friends, is a vibrational experience, a remembering the truth of who we are. Content is light encoded to assist you on your journey if you wish to receive for your highest good. Welcome to the show, everyone. So today we have a very special guest, Carol Doherty. She's back for another chat with me. So for those of you who don't know, Carol is a dear friend of mine. We met many, many years ago while we were training under the same intuitive energy healer. And since then we have taken many classes together and done so many different things. Carol is an amazing healer. She is also a physician assistant and energy practitioner. For over 20 years, Carol has studied medicine, Reiki, crystal work, dousing energy healing, and intuitive coaching. Carol's unique healings are in that she works both in the physical and energetic plane, and she has a special desire to help athletes. And her love of sports inspires her to help find what's next and what's preventing that person from living their most authentic self. She is here when you are ready to transform and love your life. Welcome, Carol. Thank you, Henry. Nice to be back with you again. Ooh. I'm gonna have to start paying rent. I keep coming so often. <laughs> <laughs> Bring on the abundance, my friend. Right, right. <laughs> so today's topic, energy cords, woo. And so let's define energy cords. So when we enter into relationships with a person, with someone, whether it's a family, friend, intimate partners, colleague, someone we have regular dealings with, even if you go to the coffee shop with your barista, that's somebody who you might be having a regular dealing with, or even an individual that you're meeting just in passing, maybe at the grocery store, we can develop energetic cords. So they actually can help us to form connection and understanding with one another energy cords can be positive or negative and they are energy cords are invisible strands of energy that connect you to other people places and things these cords are not on your conscious level at times yet they exist more in the subconscious and unconscious levels despite the fact that you cannot see or feel them with the naked eye per se they still have the ability to greatly affect your life and there are positive energy cords that really connect individual to individual for mutual benefit for both parties. These cords exist in relationships between lovers, parents, children, siblings, close friends, coworkers, anyone that you might feel a deep and positive connection with. These positive energy cords connect at the heart space and the energy will travel back and forth between the two individuals. Overall, the energy exchange is positive and loving supportive and there may be times where one individual needs more energy than the other yet overall there's a balance that really exists with the exception of like a parent child relationship where often the parent may be obviously as the parenting finger be giving a little bit more than the child but that is the that is really the contract between them at that time when we are connected energetically we can perceive on a much deeper level and have the ability to tune into the energy of the other we are all energy beings and while we tend to interact with the world through our five physical senses the truth is that our primary means of relating it really is energetically so positive energy cords do need to be nurtured to keep the energy flow between the two individuals and just a reflection question that you can ask how can I be more loving and supportive in my relationship with others? That question can help tend to your relationship to then allow that positive energy. And this can really support in terms of the energy between you, in terms of respect, excitement, courage, and just blossoming that love energy. All right, so that is the positive energy cords. Carol, I'm gonna throw it to you for defining negative energy cords. So if we take everything Henry just said and flip it on its head, that's the negative. So negative, uh, and I call them non-beneficial psychic cords, um, are when um, the energy is not balanced between the two. So if there's a relationship where one person always feels drained or they're manipulated or um, just feeling un not settled, 
um, uneven, those are typically indications that the cord is non-beneficial. Now, sometimes those non-beneficial psychic cords develop in this lifetime, and sometimes they are carryovers of past lifetimes. Typically, the work that I do, and I'm sure the work that Henry does, we do a lot of untangling and cutting of non-beneficial psychic cords from past lives. Those are much more deep, and those are much more triggering, and I would say um, a little bit more complicated to let go of. Um, a lot of times with the non-beneficial psychic cords, there's lessons to be learned. Why did we form these non-beneficial psychic cords um, and how to release them? But if we don't know the lessons of why we put that non-beneficial psychic cord in place, we are bound to re repeat them and or reattach ourselves to that person because we haven't learned our lessons. So a lot of what Henry and I do is investigation work, detective work about where is this, how, one, how many non-beneficial psychic cords do you have? Are you even ready to release them? What are the lessons that need to be learned before we can release them? And finally, just releasing them. And having said all that, there are times where one person or the other is not ready to release the non-beneficial psychic cord. And then that's a whole nother discussion at the end. We can get into the workarounds for that. But that's basically it for the non-beneficial psychic cords. Um, they're typically relationships with people, places, or things that are not beneficial to you and whatever that means for you. It could be physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual. It can manifest itself in any one of those ways. And I would also say um, you could even have them from events that you may not have been even in past lives where mm -hmm. it could have been, you know, an imprinted life per se, or just an event that is being called to be cleared from the collective as well as Mother mm -hmm. Earth's body, where a group of people had a situation, which then in terms of your energy, you know, your light and physical form, you're called to support and anchoring the light to clear, which mm -hmm. is where that investigation work comes in, because no matter what, it's the non beneficial psychic cords, the energy cords that's tugging on you that may not feel good. And how would you, in terms of the non-beneficial, first of all, let's just explain um, the psychic aspect of it. Cause I do also for dousing energy healing, mm -hmm. we say non-beneficial energetic psychic cord. What does that psychic aspect mean? So for me, it has to do with like, in regard to how it manifests in you. So it can be the physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual, but it has to do with, um, you can say psychic or you can say soul cords how my soul is interacting with your soul and how that, how we are tethered either positively or negatively. Cause I know sometimes when you say psychic, people think of a psychic and it's not really psychic. It's more like soul cords, like how Henry and I relate to each other, how many positive interactions and, and soul cords we have with each other versus non-beneficial. And so to me, that's how I like to describe it. It's more of a soul connection with that person and experiences and situations that have come up between us and how that has made us, our relationship more positive and or have negative non-beneficial cords to it. How do you explain that in terms of the human experience? Because there's, you're talking about the multidimensional soul mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. in terms of there's the human and there's like the spirit of the human or some people can say that there's the soul of the human. How does mm -hmm. that affect the human in terms of that experience with the, when you're talking about the soul? So I think it, it can um, manifest itself in many different ways. Like I said, the physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual. So let's say Henry and I, Henry and I are friends. And so one of the ways it might manifest in us in a non-beneficial way would say, let's say in a past lifetime, I was the mother and Henry was my child. And so it's very natural for me to pay for everything for Henry because she's my child. And so we had this relationship and, and I just vowed as a parent, I'm going to always take care of you, no matter what, I'm always going to pay for you. You don't have to worry about it. That's my you, vow Carol. to you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's not a vow I gave you. Um, but, um, that would be a vow that I made that could potentially make a non-beneficial psychic course. So that's right? a vow then from a past life that you made. And then Correct. in this human incarnation as Carol, as soon as you met me, then essentially it would get activated from the past life, those cords. Correct. So I kind of explain it like this. If you go to a party and there's 10 people at the party 
you may walk up to one person and be like, wow, that girl, Carol, she's amazing. I love her. I don't know what it is about her. I just met her, but I really like her. Great. Beneficial psychic cords all in place. Great, great, great. You may also go to a party and be like, wow, I met this girl, Carol, and I don't like her at all. She's done nothing to me. Like, I don't like, it's not that she's done something to me, harm me. I don't even know her, but I don't like her. I don't trust her. That usually indicates that there is something of a non-beneficial psychic cord in place or a vow or some type of past life trauma that's manifesting itself in your subconscious and your soul. You just don't know how to figure it out. It's in the subconscious. So we have to figure it out. We have to go in there and figure it out. So for us as Henry and Carol now, if I have a non-beneficial vow or a non-beneficial psychic cord in place, and every time we go out, I always pay for you because I don't know, I just feel like I'm supposed to, or, or that's my compulsion is to try to take care of you, right? And to try to pay for you. Well, at some point, the healthier I get, I'm going to realize, wow, this relationship is unbalanced. I always pay for Henry and Henry never pays for me. And never offers to pay. And when the bill comes, she just looks at me and says, Oh, Carol, are you going to pay? So that's an indication for me that I'm getting healthier because now I'm coming to realization that there's something between us. That's not healthy. It's not balanced. Right. And so, because it's not balanced, we need to investigate why it's not balanced because over time, if we keep doing this, I'm going to start to become resentful to you that I feel like you're taking advantage of me. And in your mind, you're thinking, this is great. I don't have to pay for anything. What's wrong with this? This is a great relationship, but it's not balanced for me. And so I'm going to get resentful or I'm just going to stop calling you because I don't like the the parameters of our relationship. So if we were to go in and we investigate this life and say, oh, wow, you know, Carol, you did, I did agree to do this, but I don't feel like this is healthy for us anymore because I'm stunting your growth and it's making me resentful. So I think we need to cut this actual cord because it's preventing us from having a healthy relationship this lifetime. So that would be an incident where I would look at something and say, okay, this is not beneficial. And you would agree. I would agree. And we would take care of that cord. And then it's about building new habits of when the bill comes, you reach for your purse. And I, I wait a second and say, are we going to split this? Right. Just because you cut a psychic cord doesn't mean the behavior changes. You're still responsible in the 3d to change the behavior. That's precipitating or is continuing the um, non-beneficial cord. Because that's, and then the human experience, that's the human experience of it. Right. And I would also right. say too, you know, when you were talking about it, obviously the more you do clearing, clearing that dense energy, the more you become aware and are, you're in that self-realization aspect, you can start seeing it. Yet, if you stay in that unconsciousness, what you can happen and what you're indicating is the human then can go into other kind of patterning, you know, like codependency programs and patterns, which would then be, you know, you're getting caught in the always having to pay. And then the other person is always expecting you to pay, which is a, then the codependency. Mm -hmm. Then in having a conversation, perhaps where you say, oh, I feel things are imbalanced if I wasn't showing up in the wanting, you know, the best balanced relationship, I might go into, wow, I feel really hurt. Like I did something wrong and I mm -hmm. might go into victim. Like I didn't do anything. You didn't ask me. And that might go into defensiveness on my part. And then for you, you could go into resentment energies. And then overall, it's like the codependency that needs to be cleared as well as with, uh, other factors of any kind of anger or suppression or oppression as well as from whatever else is coming in, leaking in from the past life too. And I think the great thing about uh, non-beneficial psychic cords is that on the spiritual plane, um, we can negotiate with your soul and my soul to relieve this, but I don't actually have to talk to you on this 3D plane about cutting this psychic cord because I know there's some instances where it's like, well, that just seems weird. I don't want to call and, you know, tell Henry, oh, I'm going to do this and that and whatever. So I think it's, it's amazing that you can do this in this 5d realm and cut it. And then on your end in the 3d realm, you just change that behavior. And then on some level that, that 3d realm, that person kind of understands and is not so defensive because we've actually healed that, that trauma or that wound or that vow within them. And there's an understanding Maybe they don't necessarily like it, but I find that people come from a place of neutrality 
And then in a place of neutrality, you can start that new behavior. You know, if you're already, if you're already heightened and you're already frustrated, then you're not going to be able to have true change. And so if you come from a place of neutrality on the soul plane, and that gets infused into the 3d mind, then you can actually have the change that you're looking for. And so just to kind of explain to anyone who may not have followed that. So what Carol's talking about in, in any sort of like energy healing work, specifically in dousing energy healing work, um, we can ask permission from the human, from the soul in terms of doing the work. And if the, um, the other human soul has given permission with their spirit guide team to sort of have this like conference of the two souls coming in as well as the humans, you can bring in a spirit guide team of like, you know, the spirit legal team, for the highest good to come in and negotiate the contracts between the two. And then anything that's non-beneficial can be cleared, not only in terms of the soul experience, but also from the human experience, which then what Carol was speaking about is then downloaded from the 5D into the 3D, where then you're in that kind of grounded alignment, as well as raising the higher to higher vibration, which brings in that greater shift of that net neutrality that Carol is speaking about. And what is amazing is that when you do that type of work, you really can see the transformation in a tactile way in the physical world where, you know, previously you may have met with somebody and both parties were triggered. And then all of a sudden these non-beneficial psychic cords were cleared. And next thing you know, those people, you know, come together and, they're happy to see each other like yesterday didn't even happen mm -hmm. because in some ways it really was just cleared out from the field. That being mm -hmm. said though, sometimes you do need to clear it a couple times to get all the layers of it. And that's really where the investigation and the curiosity comes in as well. Mm -hmm. And two, cords can be reattached, which I don't think people mm -hmm. always realize. They think like, oh, I've done a cord cutting one and done. Yet, because we are, you know, physical energetic beings and we like to connect, sometimes we will reconnect for various reasons. Can you speak to that? Yeah, I think that goes back to habits in the 3D, in the 3D plane. If you're not willing to change the habit, even though the, the, the cord is severed, if there is a loneliness or a sadness or a longing to connect with that person without taking the time to really develop new connections, you can e very easily reconnect into the, the non-beneficial habit. One of the techniques that I do, and I'm sure you do also, Henry, is if that person is not the soul that you're working with is not ready to let go of that non-beneficial attachment. So let's say in our scenario, um, you're like, no, Carol, I'm not ready to cut that with you. I actually like this aspect of our relationship. What I can do is I ask mean, for, yeah. I know. <laughs> Sorry, Henry, we're going to snip, snip. I have this um, new restaurant I want to try, Carol. Want to go? <laughs> you live on the sure. west side. It's basically like going to Mexico from someone in the valley. <laughs> um, what you can do is you can ask for a divine stand-in. And so what that is, is that somebody from the divine team, you know, on the other, in the 5D realm, there's just so many people that are willing to help us in the work that we do. You know, you talk about the divine legal team. There's a divine medical team. There's a divine veterinarian team for our animals. There's just so many different people and expertise on the other side. They're just willing and ready to help us. And they also have these people, um, these souls called divine stand-in, which is people that are obviously from the divine that choose to hold the non-beneficial psychic cords, or they'll choose to hold the trauma or they'll choose to hold the sadness or whatever it is. And they'll hold that in place. So now I'm no longer tethered to Henry, but Henry is now tethered to this, this beautiful divine being that is holding that space with Henry until Henry's finally ready to let go of that cord. So we're not pulling it away from somebody and cutting it. And it's very dramatic. It's actually very lovely because if I'm done with the lesson, but Henry's not, there are parameters in place to where Henry can keep learning that lesson. And sometimes with the divine stand-in, they'll give it to another person in the 3D who actually is willing to have that relationship with Henry. So maybe I'm not paying for Henry anymore, but maybe Henry finds John to do it. Now Henry's still living that life, living that dream, but now John's with her because John needs to learn that lesson with Henry. 
like I've already learned that lesson and I'm ready to let it go. But Henry's still learning the lesson and there's no judgment in that. There's no judgment with how long it takes you to learn the lesson. It can be one day or one year. And we all learn at different speeds in different ways. But if I'm done, I shouldn't have to keep going with that lesson with Henry. And so we ask for the divine stand-in and the divine stand-in will hold that, that energetic gold tether with Henry and try to work with her to let it go on her end. And then when Henry is ready to let it go, then it just goes. But having said that, if I give it to the divine and then I miss Henry, because the only thing Henry and I ever did was go out to dinner and we just don't have any relationship outside of that. And I'm not willing to investigate and I'm not willing to put the time and energy into investigating other ways to have a healthy relationship with Henry and Henry's my only friend, I may then go back and reattach that non-beneficial psychic cord because I miss her so much. And if that's all I know how to do, then that's going to be our relationship. And so that's why when you, as healers and, and workers, we try to like help people to figure out better ways to have healthier relationships with people and investigate, well, if this is the only thing that you have, with Henry, can we develop something else? That's, can we get a more adaptive, healthy relationship? And sometimes really the coaching part of it. Yeah. Which is really the coaching. And sometimes there's not much left in a relationship. Once you tether that non-beneficial psychic cord, that might be the only thing that's tethered you to that person. And then it's a loss and then it's a grief. And then you have to go through the grieving stages of losing that friendship, at least for now. So, so you brought something in that I think probably some of our audience is going to say, what? Divine stand-ins. <laughs> I love <laughs> how I bring all these topics up and then Henry has to go back. And I'm like, I'm like girl, we got to like pause on that and explain. <laughs> and and one thing, okay, I just want to say when you are asking for any kind of, you know, spirit guide team or specialist to come in, you do always want to say for highest good especially if you are in the low vibrational, not feeling so great, feeling really sad, mm -hmm. you always wanna say for the highest good. And so even with the divine stand-in, you're asking for that divine stand-in to come in for highest good. And mm -hmm. so what Carol is explaining, when you're doing um, the non-beneficial energetic psychic cord cutting per se, so you can find in the investigation that one party is like, yes, I'm ready. The other party is, I'm not ready. And again, there's no right, wrong, good or bad. It's the isness. And so if the other party is not ready, then during the um, dousing energy healing, you would ask then the spirit guide team for highest good to call in this divine stand in for highest good to support the party that is not ready to release the cords. And so, you know, so it would go from then, you know, Carol's using this beautiful example of our relationship, you know, going out to um, lunches, dinners, breakfast, mm -hmm. woo! Coffee. Um, <laughs> coffee. <laughs> I'll have the $12 coffee, please. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Carol, for buying it. Um, and so basically in the cord cutting, the cords would be cut then from Carol to me and that cord though, because say if, you know, for whatever reason, I'm not ready to um, release this experience, then that divine stand-in would come in and that cord would be placed with them. And so then because they have the higher viewpoint, they would then support the best option for Henry. And then perhaps, you know, like Carol said, John would come in and then John would come in and he's really coming in via, because the divine stand-in is supporting and on some level, John also has this vibrational frequency that is also being called to be cleared and he's not in like, you know, consciousness of it yet. And so through the beautiful experience of dining with me, maybe then, <laughs> me and john would realize like oh there's some imbalance here oh this doesn't this doesn't feel very balanced and through that experience maybe then next time maybe i would be ready to be like oh i don't i'm i'm really being kept has been really interesting and amazing but maybe then i'm realizing oh i i i can stand on my own two feet i can also pay for other people and then i would invite carol and say carol i'd like to take you out to um mm -hmm. some dinners and then i would take john out and i would feel maybe more empowered in my flow because i released 
whatever that non-beneficial like cords were and habits from the past lives mm -hmm. of being so you, which is interesting, Carol, as I'm saying that, I don't think I've ever really thought about non-beneficial habits from past lives coming into this life where, and if you have, um, and if you have any kind of like royal past lives mm -hmm. <laughs> where you're so used to people doing things for you. Mm -hmm. And as I was saying it, I could kind of feel a tug like, oh yeah, because when I that when royal I complex with, is legit, yo. Right? The royal <laughs> complex is legit when you are so used to people like doing things for you at the snap mm -hmm. um, that coming into this life. And if you had a past life where maybe if you were a uh, I don't know, king, queen, princess, prince, and or anybody with money. Yeah, really. anybody. And you're in a relationship with somebody who maybe that person in a past life was somebody who was, let's just say, your royal dresser. And now mm -hmm. in this lifetime, you know, they're this, you know, just they have a different experience in terms of maybe they own their own company, they're a CEO, but yet you're still in that dynamic that could have been brought into this present life. Mm -hmm. So those are just some examples of it. And how do you really understand though, in your physical body, in the experience of it, um, that you may have these non-beneficial psychic cords that are tugging at you to be cleared? Like what are some of the signs? I think for uh, me, when I start to work with people, people know that there's something going on. They just don't know what it is. Um, so they may have like that pit in the stomach when they go see them or, or they get a tightness in their chest, or they start to always um, become irritated or frustrated or um, anxious or, or anything that um, isn't about love and joy and peace and balance usually is an indicator um, that there's a non-beneficial psychic cord. And it doesn't even have to be with a person. It can be with a country or you know, land or a house or, or anything like that. I mean, you can really have a, a psychic cord with anything really. And so when you find, when you're speaking with somebody and there is something that feels off balance. And so some people feel more than others. Some people think more than others. Some people have words that pop in their head. Everybody expresses their um, spiritual gifts differently. And I think just as um, our work is we, are trained to be attuned to really listen to what people are saying and how they're saying it and what they're saying, because that's really where all the information is. And then I use a pendulum with dowsing and I just ask, are there non-beneficial psychic cords between Henry and Carol? Yes. How many? Two, right? Do I need to know what the non-beneficial beneficial cords are? Sometimes it's a yes. Sometimes it's a no. Are there lessons to be learned be before we can release this? Yes, no. That's why I really like dowsing because dowsing is really great for um, yes, no questions and exactness. Because I could say, oh yes, there's psychic cords between Henry and Carol. Okay, I'm gonna clear it, I clear it. But what if I only cleared one of three? Now we still got two. And now you're frustrated because you're like, wait, I thought we cleared that. Yeah, we cleared one, we, <laughs> we still got two more to go. And sometimes you can't clear all three in one session. Sometimes it's one and then we'll do one next month or one in six months. It really is what the soul feel comfortable doing. And is it ready to learn that lesson and move on? Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it wants to keep learning. So why would a soul though want to keep learning? Like, what is the reason for that? Oh, as our, as our teacher says, free will is a bitch. <laughs> soul free will is a bit I don't know why I don't know why we as humans want to take the difficult road want to take the tough road want to make the decisions harder when we know we can easily ask for forgiveness surrender and ask for these non-beneficial psychic cords to be taken from us so we can have a more peaceful loving experience I don't know why souls do that to be honest with you some souls really like revealed. It is yet to be revealed. Some souls really like to learn through difficulty. And I used to be one of those souls. And one day I woke up and I said, no, I choose to listen, learn my lessons through grace, love, and peace. That's it. I don't want to learn through difficulty, head banging, trauma, suffering. There's always a more peaceful, graceful way to learn a lesson. So for some people, I don't know. They like, they like the struggle, I guess. Maybe their soul is really into the struggle, at least for this lifetime.
So there was, for me, I was also caught in, I, I felt like, why do I keep going around the mulberry bush? Why am I choosing to take the hard, like the hardest, most difficult routes on Mount Everest? Mm -hmm. And there was a moment where you were talking about our teacher, one of our teachers, um, you know, she, I said to her, God, I, I just was talking about, you know, one of my meditations with the guides asking, you know, for more, um, experiences of learning compassion. And she said to me, why do you want more experiences to learn compassion? Just ask them to give you compassion. Let it be downloaded to you. And I was like, oh yeah. Cause what I was finding, I kept getting into these experiences. Like they were really difficult where I had mm -hmm. to really like, like, oh, okay, here's a difficult experience. Oh, here I can, oh, this is about me being in compassion, but it was really, it was, really difficult. And so yeah. then what I, I finally was able to hear it. And then I was able to then say, Oh, just download compassion, you know, for my highest good instead of um, being caught in having these experiences. Mm -hmm. um, so there's also something that you said about um, when you were describing, you know, going into the party room where two souls or two humans are really interacting. I think that sometimes people get really confused about soulmates and mm -hmm. you can have a romantic relationship with someone and then next thing you know, you see them again and you're like, oh my God, we're meant to be. And then all of a sudden you're kind of in that tangled web which could be, there could be still positive energy, you know, positive psychic cords attached to you too, but there also could be still negative energy psychic cords. And not only from the present experiences, but there also could be from like past life experiences, or, you know, you could be from the same soul tribe. And so it's very comforting to be with that person because you're you're essentially speaking the same like you know energetic language standing next to each other mm -hmm. but that being said though it doesn't necessarily mean you know i think sometimes people want such concrete like this is the person this is the one this is the one like just in the last two weeks i've had a lot of clients like literally trying to convince me like this is the person for me this is the person but yet it's not going very well. And there's a lot of non-beneficial cores and there's a lot of like old vows that were made. How would you kind of, um, how, how can you bring in like discernment between, you know, what is really happening in the reality? Is this really like a beneficial soul to soul connection in terms of romance or, you know, what do these cords mean? Do I need to clear them? Like, how can we explain this to people so they have a better understanding of how to kind of move forward in life and discern the information? So I'm going to be controversial right now. Oh, I don't believe in soulmates. I think that the term soulmate has been commandeered. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a way for um, sources to keep us occupied and searching for that one that there's a belief that there's the one. And I just don't believe there's the one. Um, I think that there's a lot of people that we love in this lifetime. I think there's a lot of people that we have relationships for that we've contracted for that can provide us so much love and so much compassion and so many memories and so many experiences and, and opportunities for growth. I don't know that everybody has said to the person that they're going to be with on the other side, you're going to be my person for 50 years. And we're going to stay together and we're going to learn lessons constantly for 50 years. I don't know how many people have done that. And I think our society wants to believe that that's the way it is because it brings us comfort and it helps us not feel alone and it helps us feel secure. And society tells us that's what we're supposed to do. So we're constantly trying to find that one person that we're, it's going to click all these boxes for us. So I'm not, I don't like the word soulmate. I think that there are people that come into our life where we date for one year can be just as meaningful as people that we can be in a relationship for, for 20 years and putting that pressure on us and on ourselves to find the one, the soulmate. <clears throat> I just don't, I don't believe it. I think it's, I don't believe that that's why we're here as human beings and as souls having a human being experience. I think we're here 
to learn to love, to surrender, to learn our lessons with peace and grace. And I think we're here as a collective to learn how to love each other um, and raise the vibration and to be sidetracked by trying to find the one that's going to be our one for 50 years sort of detracts from that mission. Because then if you grow and after five, 10 years, your lessons are complete with that person. But now instead of looking at it as, wow, I had 10 years of amazing love and amazing lessons with this person. It's now flipped into, oh, I thought that was my person. And now it's not. And that relationship was a waste. And I wasted 10 years. Now I got to go find somebody else. It's like, it changes the way in which you view relationships and people and relationships with people. And I would much rather love 20 people for a year and have the most amazing one year experience than to be with somebody for 20 years, knowing that after five, I wasn't meant to be with that person. But because she was my, the one, I didn't feel I could leave. And I think that stops a lot of people from leaving because they think it's the one. But I will tell you, when you have a soul connection with somebody, it's a different feeling. It's a, not a romantic love feeling. There's a settledness and a knowing that no matter what, that this person's going to be in your life, no matter what, whether it's romantic, friendship, whatever. And I will even add, though, it doesn't even mean they, they actually have to be physically in your life because Correct. there's such a connection to them. And when you are when you do meet somebody who's in a soul connection with you, it, it I mean, my own experience, it's just such peace and joy. And it really is that vibration of love and that real stillness of peace and joy that is really tremendous. And the thing is, it does not mean again, like, you know, you're saying, Carol, that it's, oh, we're meant to be. It's, you're crossing paths for some reason in terms of showing up in each other's lives for the physical. Are you, are you allowing yourselves to be in the beingness of it? Can mm -hmm. you be in this moment? And we are light in physical form. We are in terms of the energy in this physical form, but can you actually let yourself be in presence and flow? And I think in terms of the mental body, like what I see is people get really stuck on those beliefs of that's the one. And then it goes into, wow, where now if you're both doing some sort of like, you know, awareness work, or maybe not even doing work, there could be, for whatever reasons, you start to shift. And in that shifting, you start to gradually move away from each other. And it's not right or wrong. It just could be that you're being called to the different aspects of divine design. And with that, are you allowing yourselves to like, you know, the light of me sees the light in you. And thank you so much for this, you know, this connection and can you allow yourselves to go on different paths at that time with the grace and the ease as opposed to getting caught in the mental body of like this was supposed to be and then it goes into the did i do something wrong did i fail oh my god am i you know this person doesn't love me anymore and it may not mean like they may love you it just for whatever reason you're being called to something different can you let yourself let go of it? And I think what you're saying about soulmates and some of the um, misinformation about souls and human experience has caused um, a lot of just disruption in, in being able to enjoy relationships really and exploring that real aspect of love and joy. Because I see oftentimes people are coming in that they're just so unhappy, not only in their own experience and their personal, but also within their relationships because of some kind of past promise that's not being delivered, but yet they're still attached to it, which is coming back to the cords is then these non-beneficial cords, this information going between the two people. And just to kind of bring it back to what you were saying, negative cords can be detected in terms of physical symptoms, which it could be like a discomfort as a result of connections that may not be a feeding like higher purpose, or you might be feeling it in solar plexus. Like negative cords can give, Carol said, you know, that pit in the stomach feeling, which then you might experience it in physical sickness, nausea, indigestion, loss of breath. Um, it really like tuning into your body to where you feel something and specifically like the soul plexus, 
a lot of times if there's negative cords, there could be some sort of powerlessness that's happening and that can indicate tensions over power or your ability. You might feel like some sort of threatened by presence or someone in your life or like compare yourself or your abilities to others in certain places and communities. Also, another thing is that, um, you know, energy, technically you do want it to feel like in that energizing and not exhausting. So if you start to feel heavy with negative emotions or sensations or um, feeling drained, then it may be a sign that um, you have to cut, you know, non-beneficial psychic cords. And with that, I do want to say something that um, I sometimes hear where there's some misinformation out there about um, people. I've heard people say, well, that that person's draining me. It's that person's fault. And you know, when you're going into an experience where two people are coming in, you know, deciding to be in contract with each other, um, you are like, you're, you're making that choice. And so you each have free will. And so you have responsibility over your domain, which is why it's important then to keep yourself, you know, your energy field clear. What do you have to say about this? And as you're saying this, Carol, I'm just going to go say, check on my dog because my dog is in the background. In the background. Everybody can hear She's my having dog. a non-beneficial experience with the She's mailman right now. She's having definitely a non-beneficial experience that I need to go check in. Carol, say this. I still will be able to listen to you. Um, yeah, I think a lot of times um, with non-beneficial psychic cords and with um, experiences with people, we are always all responsible for ourselves. And I think um, if you listen to anything like codependent anonymous or Al-Anon meetings or anything like that, they all say the same thing. You're responsible for yourself and how you react to people. And they're, you're not responsible for anybody else's actions. You're not responsible for their feelings. You're responsible for your own. One of the things that um, people get trapped in a lot is victimhood because that's a very easy trope to get stuck in. Well, they're doing this and that and this and that. The true power with you have within yourself is really accepting responsibility for your aspect in any situation that has happened to you, anything, even when it's horrible and the other person was quote unquote wrong, there is some aspect of yourself that wanted to have that experience. And even just accepting that and allowing yourself to learn from that and what was my part leading up to that is really where the growth will occur. So in regard to being a victim, I find that if you can get yourself out of victimhood, that's where the healing really, really starts is nobody did anything to you. They're living out their trauma, their drama. It happened to be directed at you. Most likely you wanted it to because there's something in you that wants to heal from that experience. And so if you can look at that experience from a neutral mind and saying, wow, I called this experience in. It was painful. I didn't enjoy it. But what is my part of it? And what can I do to heal that so I stop looping that back into my experience? Because that's really where healing begins. It's, you know, the road of spirituality is not being perfect. It's realizing when you're off balance and when you're off the road and getting back on the road. You know, it's about recognizing where, where you're erring and how you can get back quickly, quickly. Right. So maybe one thing sets you off and you you're off the path for a month. Well, if you can get back on path within two weeks, that's growth. You're never going to stay on path all the time. Even in spiritual practice, you're never going to be 100 percent all the time. But as soon as you can get back on the path, whatever your path is, that's where the growth is. And you want to get it to where the second you fall off, you get back on. That's the goal. Recognizing that you'll never not fall off. You always fall off. Because we are living this human experience yes. and yes. no matter how far up 5D, 60, 70D you're going, people were still in 3D in this physical form yes. in matter. So going back to soulmates and soul things, I always go back to this line in, in Grey's Anatomy where Meredith and uh, Yang and, and her husband, Mr. McDreamy, you know, Meredith said, you know, Derek is my husband. He's my, you know, he's my husband. He's, but you're my person. Christina. And that's a prime example of such a strong, powerful, positive psychic cord, you know, with, with female friendships, like 
you're my person no matter what. That would be a prime example of like a soul family or a soul tribe or just somebody who's so you're so deeply loving with, right? And you can still be in a relationship, you can still be married, but you can still have that deep, deep, deep love and affinity and affection towards another person. And that's an example of a true beneficial psychic cord that doesn't necessarily wane over time, you know? And that's how you kind of differentiate between true psychic, true cords that are healthy and quote unquote love that you may have for somebody who you also have beneficial psychic cords with. So with that, you probably would feel something in the heart chakra where Mm -hmm. you're really overflowing with that energy of love and compassion and peace and joy, and you're just really feeling it. And that would be an indication of like positive psychic cords. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, all right, so I know that we only have a certain amount of time. So I wanna make sure that we can do a, the uh, non-beneficial cord cord cutting. Before that though, you do have cards. You have brand new cards. You wanna explain them? So a lot of the things I do with with working with clients is I love working with Oracle cards and just different cards because I love getting information downloaded for people. So my latest deck that I have that I absolutely love is called the Starseed Oracle by Rebecca Campbell. The artwork is beautiful. I don't know. I'm going to show Henry, but you guys can Oh, it's beautiful. buy it yourself. Um, so beautiful. But every time I do a reading with somebody, spot on. So what I want to do is for us, anybody who's listening to this call now or later, um, I want to just do a collective card for everybody who's listening for this. And so I'll tap into the collective and I'll pull a card and I'll read it. And then we'll talk about um, how to cut cords. So if there's somebody that you're wanting to cut a cord with or a situation you're wanting to cut a cord with or land or anything like that, we can definitely let it go today. And I'll walk through the steps. I'm going to be bringing out my um, pendulum and we'll do some clearing today. For dousing energy healing. And also too, I would love it if we can just clear anything from the collective that might be affecting where everything's things that are going on right now in the US, that's a lot. Yeah. As you're doing that, I'm gonna go say hello to my dog again because I'll just <laughs> let you know she has a relationship with the post person and the post person has come early today and that is Uh-oh. what she's letting me know. All right. I so think let we me... need to include her in this this is yeah well. we need to pull this card. I'll be right her. back. <laughs> All right. So for everybody who's on the card, let's just close our eyes. Big deep breath into the nose, out the mouth. Check in with our team, our spirit team, our guides, our gurus, all those who wish to be a part of the healing. As we pull a card that is divinely pulled by my hand, allowing the information to come through me, for me, for the group. The card I have pulled is (laughs) this card. I'm telling you these cards. What does that say, Henry? Oh, the great severing. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so funny. And do you see how beautiful this card is? It is beautiful. Okay. As Henry can tell you, my eyes were closed. I did not pick the card. Um, I definitely allow the universe to, um, to guide me to where we need to go. So this is the great severing. So I'm going to read once I find it. Okay. The Great Severing, Mars Energy, Anger, Conflict, Softening to Love. This is a shadow card, one that may feel confrontational, but don't be afraid. It is here to bring to the surface anything that's standing in the way of letting love in. The warring planet of Mars is our constant reminder that it's important to soften, forgive, and find our way back to love. There are many things in the human experience that may be difficult for our heart and our soul to stay open to with a never ending source of love. We're all wounded, we're all unconscious and our unconscious wounds inflict, sorry. We're all wounded and our unconscious wounds inflict wounds onto others. 
It can feel like a never ending dance we can never escape. We aren't careful. If we aren't careful before long, we'll see the world as a scary, dangerous place where fear and anxiety roam free. If this card surfaces, it could be for two reasons. Firstly, for you to acknowledge the difficult emotions, situations, conflicts, wounds, and fears that are causing you pain and anxiety. And secondly, for you to find your way back to love. When we're hurt, it's normal to close off our heart to the world, to let the painful experiences confirm the agony of separation in earthly life. Soften and find your way back to love anyway. When fear, anxiety, and paranoia paralyze you, it's normal to want to hide away from others and the world. Come out of your cave and soften your heart anyway. We're all innocent children spinning our, our way around the world. Find a way to see the innocence in all people, especially yourself. Ask yourself, how are you cutting yourself off from love? How can you soften towards those who have hurt you? So. That so for really now. Beautiful. Yeah, I love, I love that deck. Um, I've sent it to so many people. <laughs> I'll send you one, Henry. Oh, thank you. You're ah. welcome. I like that we're uh, moving now from uh, dinners and lunches. You're sending me cards. Thank you. Right. I'm sending you spiritual things. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, interesting, Carol. Um, I know that we're going to do it for the collective, but is there um, maybe because with my dog who's showing up with the post person, mm -hmm. can we see if there's non beneficial psychic cords between her and the post person? Yeah. So we'll tap into Boo Boo's energy. There is one non-beneficial psychic cord. Does she want that cut? She does. And let's ask if there's any lessons that need to be learned before we can cut it. Yes. What is the lesson? It's definitely related to a past life. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Anything else about it? Apparently that the dog, your lovely dog, and this person's had a past life together. And so there's been trauma and it feels that she's very reactionary to that person. And so we want to go into that particular past life and find um, what trauma has occurred and see if we can release it. And so after the, after the session's over today, you and I can hang back and I'll look at it for you. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Great. And so also just to let everybody know when she was doing that, what I was doing while I was speaking, I was asking Reiki on to send Reiki. And then I also was practicing mindfulness, staying focused in the present moment with Carol in what I was saying. So that way I wasn't, so I was staying grounded and aligned. And that's really where the practice of meditation can support you because even those outside, you know, just, it can get really loud. The more that you practice that focus in the human experience, the more that you can stay grounded and aligned no matter what's happening around you, which sometimes in this experience, you know, as somebody who's a previous um, executive producer in television, I may have been like, oh my God, it's not going to be perfect. Whereas now in doing the podcast, I'm like, wow, it's like all showing up for us. <laughs> Right. And so then it's like, oh, wow, she's showing up for us to bring in an example of mm -hmm. the possibility of what could be happening, which then can open up for our audience for curiosity of like what's really happening here. And even though I have done previous dowsings, sometimes it is it's so beneficial to have other practitioners do it because I am in an emotional relationship with her as you know, she's living with me. So there might be something that she's not going to tell me, but she'll tell Carol mm -hmm. because, you know, she feels for whatever reason she can. And that's completely okay because at the end of the day, we just want the non-beneficial to be cleared to allow her to be in a grounded state as well. And that's why I think it's really beneficial for practitioners to have practitioners. It's very difficult sometimes to see your own things because you don't really always want to know the truth or the truth is too painful um, and so it's always really beneficial to have other people supporting you in your practice as well. That's why I appreciate you, Carol. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Shall we um, do this? Yeah. So 
what I want to do is have everybody just close their eyes and take a few deep breaths. And we're going to think about non-beneficial psychic cords. Any that you think you might have with a loved one, a friend, a coworker, a job, a house, land, a country. And anything that you think, wow, that just doesn't feel super healthy or that doesn't feel super grounded or super supportive to me. And we're just going to ask for your divine team, since I can't check in individually with each person, we're going to ask your team to come forward and assist you in removing this non-beneficial psychic cord. At the same time, we're going to ask for the collective with all the, the trauma and drama that's been going on in the United States for the last week or so. We're going to ask to be disconnected from that non-beneficial psychic cord with the collective regarding uh, the rulings that have come down and, and the shootings and the wars and everything else that is non-beneficial for us, we want to lovingly release those on our end. And you don't have to worry about contacting the other person or asking the other person if they're willing to let that go. We're going to leave that to your team who's showing up for you now. We call in all divine beings of the highest order of light all guides and gurus. We ask for the divine to come, the legal team, everybody's spiritual team, my spiritual team, Henry's spiritual team, and all those of, of the light who wish to observe this healing, who wish to hold space. As we start to remove the non-beneficial psychic cords, just know that you may feel something in your body being removed. It could come from your heart, your head, your stomach, your genitals, your feet, wherever, wherever that psychic cord is, you may feel it to start to be released. Just know that it's in your highest and best good. You don't need to worry. You don't need to panic that you're losing something that's beneficial. We're only removing non-beneficial psychic cords. So try not to have a reflex of, of grabbing it and pulling it back in. Just try to breathe into the knowing and the surrendering that Everything that's being removed from you right now is for your highest and best good. So as I begin dousing, if you're a visual spiritual being, you might see things, you might hear things, you might feel things, you might know things. All that's normal. We've called everybody's team in and we will begin. Spirit world, spirit guides, I ask you to take any and all help necessary to move and clear all negative, harmful, non-beneficial energies, frequencies, vibrations associated with everybody on this call, specifically regarding their non-beneficial psychic cords. With everything they've caused and created in all planes and in all dimensions, in all bodies, in the past, present, and future. I ask you to banish the spirit, deactivate the life force, scramble the frequency, neutralize the energy of all that is removed and cleared, to send it to the other side, to spirit realm, to be transformed and transmuted, to never return again, to do any harm. We ask for all traumas to be healed, for all, all cracks to be closed, for all parts of self, soul, and reality that truthfully belong to everybody to be brought back. And may this be for the highest good of all. Spirit world, spirit guides, I ask you to bring back anything that couldn't be here but that couldn't emerge because of what has been removed, but that truthfully belongs to each and every person on this call. To bring it back from wherever it may be, to bring it to the ideal energy frequency vibration, to reintegrate it, transformed and transmuted in the ideal manner at the ideal place, space, and time through the power of love and light. I ask you to give them all, all the information they need in order to integrate all that is coming back easily into their life. And maybe this be for the highest good of all.
spirit world, spirit guides, I ask you to take any and all help necessary to create a multidimensional filter of love and light for everybody who's on this call. A filter that filters out anything negative, harmful, non-beneficial, and deflected back to the source of all love and light. A filter that only lets through what is beneficial for and in harmony with each person on this call. A filter that evolves with them and adjusts to any situation in all circumstance. And may this be for the highest good of all. Spirit world, spirit guides, I ask you to take any and all help necessary to invite in the beneficial spirits of love, joy, peace, understanding, strength, happiness, joy into the life of each person on this call. And may this be for the highest good of all. Spirit world, spirit guides, I ask you to take any and all help necessary to activate all beneficial patterning, thought processes, and programs to help each person come up with new healthy boundaries related to whatever had been removed from the non-beneficial psychic cords. Allow them new roadmaps, new ideas, new feelings, new thought processes with that person, place, or thing in the ideal manner through the power of love and light. And may this be for the highest good of all. as we give gratitude for our team, the divine, all those who showed up to assist with the divine cutting of non-beneficial psychic cords. Just know that your healing has begun. Your part is taking care of and pulling out the cords on your end. It is not your responsibility to pull the cords of those you've you requested to have this removed. Just know a divine stand-in will take and assist that person in learning and understanding whatever lessons need to be taken care of at this point on. We appreciate the team for showing up, for loving us and supporting us. And I appreciate and commend Henry for providing this space of healing for everybody. And I commend all of you for taking the courageous step to remove all non-beneficial psychic cords that are preventing you from living your most amazing, love-filled, awesome life that you deserve. And for taking your first step of healing. Knowing that healing is always one step every day. 1% every day. A step in the right direction is healing, no matter how small the step. And I thank my spirit guides for showing up and channeling for me, allowing information to come through me. and for Henry's dog, who provided us with the most beautiful lesson today. Thank you so much, Carol. That was really, really beautiful. I mean, that was just amazing. Um, I really felt a lot got cleared and I did bring my puppy out to join so she can also receive. So, okay, if anybody wants to reach out to you for a session, how would they go about doing that? So I have a new phone number, Henry. You're gonna be so Woo! proud of me. I'm so proud of you. Right? I love everybody, but I didn't want you to have my personal cell phone number. <laughs> so uh, the new number that I'm working uh, is 
And you can also find me on Instagram, uh, self mastery coach. Great. Thank you so much. So thank you everyone for joining. And with anything, with any kind of energy healing, you do want to drink a lot of water, stay hydrated and feel free to listen to this as often as you feel you need to for further support in clearing, uplifting and elevating your consciousness. And remember, there's nothing more important than your health and well-being. So take care to love yourself while navigating this new terrain. Regularly assess how you're feeling, tune in with yourself and ask what you need to support yourself. And if you can, meditate regularly. Thank you so much. And we will see you or talk to you soon. Much love, light and Reiki blessings, everyone.